What kind of impact do you want to have in the world? How can collaborating with others amplify that impact? In this podcast, hear from folks in all walks of life and work about the impact they want to have and how partnerships and collaboration play a role. Welcome to The Collaborative Effect, a podcast from Venn Collaborative and me, Jim Woodell. Today's guest on The Collaborative Effect is Brett Brenton, who is now North Central Regional Impact Manager for My Future NC. At the time we recorded this episode, Brett was Senior Director of Learning at Forward Cities. Joining me today is Brett Brenton, Senior Director of Learning for Forward Cities, an organization that helps communities advance and evolve their equitable ecosystems to support small businesses. Thanks so much for being here today, Brett. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, as well. Thanks for having me, Jim. Absolutely. To get started, could you just talk a little bit more about the work you do at Forward Cities? Yeah, I've been with Forward Cities about four years, have worked significantly in supporting communities who are trying to find ways to better codify their ecosystem that supports small businesses owner, but we do it with an equity lens. So we're looking at the ways that black and brown communities have been left out of economic prosperity, generational prosperity, and finding ways where they can really access the resources that they need to be successful, which has been in some cases very prevalent for certain segments of the ecosystem, but not as much for others. Such important work, really on both levels, the work of ecosystem development, building, nurturing, and so forth, but in particular, also that equity lens that Forward Cities brings to it. Thank you to you and Forward Cities for doing it because it is so important. How did you get started doing this work and why do you do it, I guess? Yeah, so it's been an interesting path. I was a public educator, taught American history for 10 years. Then I was a school administrator. I was actually an assistant principal in an elementary school, which was quite a trip. I had a really rare opportunity to come my way. Uh, the Research Triangle Park Foundation started a youth-serving nonprofit that was focused on STEM mentoring and outreach and trying to diversify the STEM field. So that's what got me started in the equity work. And that was about eight years ago. I did that at a co-working space that RTP had stood up in the heart of the Triangle region of North Carolina called The Frontier, which was just getting rolling. And we did a ton of programming there with the, with the educational nonprofit. And so that kind of gave me the exposure to entrepreneurs in a way that I hadn't had before. I did try to start my own business at one point, but it was not a path for me. And I started to learn about the different ways that people had started businesses from high-tech, high-growth, all the way down to Main Street and micro and e-commerce type approaches. And in doing so, based on the success that I had with the STEM program, I was asked to lead programming and partnerships for the foundation through the frontier. That was a couple years time there before I came across a gentleman named Christopher Gergen, who works for Step founded Forward Cities uh, back in 2014. And they were growing. It was 2018. They were growing like 
gangbusters and I came on then. That was still a big learning curve though. It was like a lot to learn about this emerging field of ecosystem building, which some people have known about for decades, but really in isolation, I think the field as a connected group of individuals that are practitioners. It's probably only five to 10 years old. So it was on that cusp, that rising cusp. And I love the idea of working for an organization that had an equity focus, but this whole realm of the connectivity piece. I can remember back um, when I first came to RTP, the CEO at the time, I had some conversations with him before. And I just said, I'm really interested in the way that different entities or organizations come together. And he said, that's called convergence. That's actually mm-hmm. a thing. And convergence lives in many realms, but the fact that it was happening in support of small businesses, especially small businesses who were going to have a harder time being successful, it just really excited me. And I dug in on this work. I've been doing it for four years and worked in, I've gotten to be kind of on the front face of our organization and had the opportunity to work in partnership with about 30 different communities over those four years. And that's what I love. Anytime I get to roll up sleeves and help these communities or convene groups of individuals push forward on their ecosystem level practice, it just fills my cup. It's why I do what I do. It's why I found this nice sweet spot lane. And now it's gotten to the point where we've learned a lot as an organization. So I'm responsible for trying to codify some of those learnings so that they can be adopted and digested by the field at large. I want to talk to you about that word learning in your title, and you've just brought this up. And I'm really interested in what learning has to do with the kinds of work that Forward Cities is doing. And in particular, what does it mean to you? You're an educator. You came from an education background. Partially, I'm assuming why you do this work is because you love learning and you love being part of that process. But could you talk a little bit more about the word learning in your title and what it means for the work that you and the organization are doing? Yeah, definitely. This being an emerging field, there there are some best practices that definitely have been enacted by communities across the country in terms of how they're connecting. And remember, this isn't necessarily in direct service to entrepreneurs. That's the end result. We want to see entrepreneurs be more successful. That's more about the seed that goes into the ground. This is more about soil conditions. I like the idea of how do we think about creating soil that can be replicated in multiple different places. And if you're going to do that, you have to A, be able to have had some experience as a practitioner in that work. And then B, you have to have this kind of um, pedagogy mindset almost of how do you surface what are replicable, sustainable, and applicable practices so that they can be received by just about anybody who's interested in doing the work. And it's true. I was a classroom teacher and and honestly could have kept doing that. I was really comfortable in that role. There's something about that job of being a classroom teacher that I think a certain segment of the population just really gravitates to. And that's really all they want to do. And once I left the classroom, I had this thirst. So what I've been lucky to do is combine those two paths of the prior education piece, which was so heavy on pedagogy. How do you deliver information in a way that can be digested? And then this new field of work. What's really cool about it is Teaching American history, a lot of the problems that Forward Cities is coming across, the systemic racism, the generational wealth gaps, but that, that roots back to that. So I've actually been able to access a lot of what I taught in this work. Um, and it's, it's, to me, it's a way of helping people understand what should be obvious but isn't 
in terms of why things are the way they are and then doing something about it in a very specific way for a very particular audience. One of the things I've enjoyed about doing this podcast is having conversations with people who all use different metaphors for the work that they do and the kinds of impact they want to have. And I really like this idea of tending to the conditions of the soil as a metaphor for a creating learning and particularly in a field that is emerging and growing. What is the, how do you make sure you have the right conditions for that? Thank you so much. So let's talk about the impact. What is one impact you'd like to see your work have? For us as an organization, it's pretty simple. We just don't want a community to be out there and feel like they don't have anywhere to turn if what is ultimately important to them is ensuring that any person that that resides in that community has aspirations to develop something that's unique to them and has revenue generation potential. We live in a market-based society. As long as it is that, then we need to help people find paths to success in that. And I feel like this is a fantastic way to do it. Unfortunately, I come across a lot of communities who still feel like they have a huge room for growth in terms of how they're best serving this group of people. And the way that a lot of communities have done it in the past, even smaller, less resourced ones, has been direct to the entrepreneurs. They don't think about the connective tissue of an ecosystem. And it, it, at least if they do think about it, they don't necessarily know how to approach it, how to attack it as a challenge. And to me, impact is always going to be leaving a community feeling like with them expressing us that they feel like they're in much better shape to be able to meet those needs than they were in the past. That, again, very important and would be a tremendous impact for you and your work. And I'm certain that you and Forward Cities are already seeing that kind of impact. And it just puts me in mind of something I was reading recently about a different context. But the idea that I got in that was that sort of if we don't tend to this, we're not just not working towards the, that kind of impact, the kinds of outcomes that we want to see, but we're actually working against them. Mm -hmm. If you're not tending to it, then you're actually, it's just as good as actively working against that a kind of outcome. And great that you're focused on that kind of impact and then actually doing something about it. In the doing something about it, Brett, what role does partnership or collaboration play for you, for forward cities, for the communities that you're in, for that impact to actually be realized? Yeah, it's everything. You really can't do this work or much of any of the work that I've done in the past, which is all under a social impact umbrella of some sort without good partnerships and collaboration. I've come across a lot of very talented people who, by their nature, really prefer to work in isolation. And that's great. And the world needs those people, but that's not me. This work by nature, we can't go in. In fact, we learned this, I feel like. We went in and, and didn't dictate, but we tried to tell people how to do things. And that's, that is one element of interaction. I don't know if I'd call that true partnership and collaboration. What we've learned as an organization, and I've been right in the center of this learning, is is that if you really want to empower a community to be able to have the right kind of sway over their future, then it's going to be because you're equipping them with what they need to do it themselves. And we come across this in a number of ways, in, in, I think, in our lives, whether it's our coworkers who are newer and coming to the organization. As parents, I can think about that in a lot of ways. Again, in, in, to use a metaphor, it's really um, approaching partnerships as a way to teach people 
how to fish for themselves so that you're not coming and trying to do that for them. So from the forward cities lens, that means a great deal to me. But more importantly, and you and I have been fortunate enough to learn this together, is when you can create a process for folks to follow that forces collaboration for success, like it's just a, it, it, an essential ingredient, you not only get the win of whatever it was that you were working on, but you kind of set a mood and a environment for future success to happen because of that. People learn to trust each other. They build relationships with each other and they know each other's strengths and they know how to complement each other in ways that can continuously, it's a, it's a constant stream then of new ideas, new potentialities, new opportunities that will be to the benefit of that community beyond our work. And to me, it's, I'm, they talk about these ambiverts. I wish I could say I was partially introvert. I'm full extrovert. I don't mind being at a computer for a few hours, but it's not my, it doesn't fill my cup. And collaboration is going to be like just essential to my DNA for any of the work that I do. Yeah. As you talk, Brett, it, what it put me in mind of is just how many, how many different kind of complex elements there really are to partnership and collaboration. I think a lot of people just assume that what collaboration and partnership means is they either, they may either think about it very transactionally, just sort of as a, a set of rules that if we follow, then we're going to be okay. Or if, you know, we exchange certain kinds of information, we're doing partnership, or they may think about it as, as we extroverts might tend to think about it in this sort of very, maybe touchy feely kind of way, or just, we might focus on the things like trust and relationship building and so forth. And the reality is, I think we know from some of the kinds of experiences we've had is that it takes all of that. And in fact, it even takes the introverts that, you know, that they play a role that you can't rule any of this out or exclude any of it from the collaboration or partnership. It's all part of it, whether or not it's part of that kind of trusting building and relationship building piece or not, there's still a lot there, including the kind of going in and telling people what to do. Sometimes that's necessary. The point though, is that it's never just that it has to be there, all of these elements come to play at some level or another. I think for a long time, I thought of partnership and collaboration largely as relationship building. And if you didn't do that, then you weren't really collaborating. But I think over time, I've really learned the value of some of that other stuff is as building blocks to effective collaboration. Transactions are important. Yep rules, guidance, structures are important. So it's, and I really got that from what you were just saying about the way that collaboration has played a role in the work that you've done. Yeah. I think that's a really salient point. And the transactional piece is key, right? You, transactional relationships are going to be necessary. It's, you appreciate them for what they are. You just don't want to make them the bane of your existence. And no, no one thing is, is good or bad as it sits on itself. It's how we use it. And when we look to do community work, we often come across folks that have a very strong scarcity mindset because that's how they've been programmed. Mm -hmm. And they're used to transactional relationships. And we acknowledge that those play a role in certain situations, but ultimately, it has to be, um, in a lot of ways, it has to be overcome by a willingness for more authentic relationship building and moving away from a scarcity yeah. mindset towards a growth mindset that will benefit more than just the individual that's involved in any kind of interaction. Yeah. And not to beat a dead horse or anything, but you just, I also do want to point out the importance of transactions, particularly in this context of equity, 
This is something that just I realized recently, and it was thanks to hearing Phil Gaskin from the Kauffman Foundation speaking at a meeting. And he talked about this issue of transactions and relationships in ecosystem building. And I thought, of course, where he was going is it's all about relationships and you've got to have those. And in fact, the point that he was making, at least the way I interpreted it was the transactions are super important when we're trying yeah. to deal with equity because they are the in route for people who have not historically been part of those tight relationships and that. So people kind of, those relationships are important, but you've got to make sure that there's a way in to those relationships. And oftentimes the transactions are what provide that opportunity for more people to become part of the relational aspect of collaboration. They do. They do. And I think we have to acknowledge again that it is a market-based system. So transactions are going to be right. a constant part of it. And if anything, in terms of, let's go back to that one impact that I'd like to have, I would love to be a part of almost an awakening in this country about a new form of capitalism that was really more focused on um, the individuals within a society instead of maybe the assets or the opportunities for revenue that also exist. It's an imbalance that currently sits and it makes it very hard. You feel like you're rowing against the current when you're doing this work in a lot of ways. And you know, that there, I think there's a lot of people who are leading in the social impact space in, in, in a number of different fields. Maybe collectively, we finally lead to that sea change. Well, that is a perfect way to wrap this up, Brett. I feel in my heart and in my mind, I feel strongly that if we can bring more of a real collaborative lens to the kinds of work that we do in this market-based economy, we actually will shift into a new way of being and thinking in that economy. So Thank you so much for being part of that conversation. I always enjoy talking about these issues with you, and it was great to have you here with me today to explore them even more. Well, thanks is mine. My absolute pleasure, and I look forward to collaboration with you in the future, my friend. Thank you so much, Brett. When we recorded this podcast, Brett Brenton was Senior Director of Learning at Forward Cities. Brett is now North Central Regional Impact Manager for My Future NC, a North Carolina nonprofit organization focused on educational attainment through cross-sector collaboration between leaders in education, business, and government. Learn more about Brett by following the links in the episode description. You've been listening to The Collaborative Effect, a podcast from Venn Collaborative and me, Jim Waddell. Learn more at vencollaborative.org. Continue the conversation at vencollaborative.org slash effect. Let's create some impact together.